We live in very exciting times here in our parish community. There is so much good that is here. It's, uh, you know, it, 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 I mean, I'm always proud to talk about what this parish is like. Uh, I've been away for two weeks. I've been in Greece and Turkey. I've been with other priests and uh, religious, a few seminarians, and uh, some lay folks who work in parishes. And uh, it was always good to talk about you. And, and they were very excited, uh, quite frankly, to hear what's happening here at St. Margaret of York. You know, today, uh, this afternoon, we turned on uh, our new website. And uh, I'm hopeful that you will all go home and not cause it to crash, certainly, but uh, to take a look at it, because uh, I think it's very exciting. Uh, the front cover of the bulletin is the front page of uh, the new website. And this site is not only about helping to keep parishioners and uh, others who may want to visit us informed about what's going on here, but we've uh, done some work with it to make sure that it's also a catechetical tool, a place where you can go online and, and learn about the faith. and and uh, be strengthened in this faith that we all share together. So please do uh, go look at it today. The new address for the website is very simple, smoy.org. And uh, so it should be easy for everybody to, uh, to get to. Today our, our scriptures are, uh, of course, just loaded with uh, things to talk about. Um, but what I'd like to, to do here as I begin is just to, to take us a little bit beyond what we heard today in our psalm. And uh, in the psalm, we hear about two places. This is Psalm 95, and we only heard a small part of it uh, this afternoon. But later on, it talks about Meribah and Massa. And they are uh, uh, two places that some important things occurred in. And at both of these places, the Israelites quarreled with Moses. You know, they're, they're on their sojourn in the desert, and, and the people complained that they would die of thirst in the desert. And they even said that it, it might have been better if they had stayed in Egypt. You know, what we know, what is familiar to us is uh, usually something easier for us to handle. When we go into uh, a future and we're not certain what it's going to be about, well, you know, we get a little, uh, little skittish. And Moses himself complained to God. He, he he was very much afraid that the people were going to kill him. And the Hebrew words, Meribah, for instance, means place of strife or, or place of quarreling. And Massa means a place of the test. And while the stories about both places are almost identical, there, there is a difference in them because at Meribah, the people's complaints revealed their lack of faith but at Massa, the people, you know, again, showed their lack of trust. But in that place, Moses is also losing it. He shows his lack of trust in God. And in that place, it's where God had told him to strike the rock. And he strikes it twice instead of how he was instructed. And in the verses that we hear and do not hear today, we, we hear a few things. First off, come, let us sing joyfully in the first verse of that psalm. The second verse tells us, let us come into his presence. And a sixth verse says, come, let us bow down in worship. 
And so what we're hearing here is a summons to praise and then an invitation to enter into the presence of God, you know, to, to enter the tent where the ark is held. And finally, there was a call to worship God together, to hear his voice. The purpose of coming to worship, to, to hear God's voice, to hear God's word, is that so God can build us into a unified people. And then we hear in our gospel, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in their midst. You know, you've heard me say this before, but there are a lot of people today who, who although they believe in God, see no need for organized religion. You know, a lot of our youngsters today say, well, Father, I'm really, really spiritual, but I'm just, I'm not religious. And that's unfortunate. Because what those folks fail to understand is that it is in the midst of the worshiping community that God most fully reveals himself. We hear that. Wherever two or three are gathered, that is where I am. And so for Matthew, as he writes his gospel, the purpose and mission of Jesus Christ, it's to announce the kingdom of God and to, to call all into that. You know, Jesus came to announce it. He came to invite us all to be a part of it. A little bit further along, in fact, at the end of Matthew's gospel, Jesus gives an instruction. And he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. And so that's our responsibility, you and me, Father James, to go out into the world and to call others to Jesus, to call others to his church. You know, I, as the pastor of this parish, you know, I read canon law and I understand, but I don't think you are really aware that, you know, when it comes to the boundaries of a parish community, and we have boundaries, and many of you live outside of it, and in today's age, that's fine, but within those boundaries, not only are those who call themselves Catholic members of the parish, but I'm responsible for those who are not Catholic as well. And so are you. You're responsible for calling them into the kingdom of God, for calling them into Jesus' church. We're all responsible for that. And you know, we have to do it. This community, is a beautiful community. You know, in the, in the year 2013, there were 68 people who registered in our parish. All right? And I think that's a pretty good number. That's pretty fair. But in this year of 2014, which is, of course, not even finished yet, there have been more than 200 families who've registered in this parish. They come to visit us, and they see you, they hear you, they want to they really appreciate the fact that you shake hands with them at the beginning of Mass. You, know, you are exuding God's love to, to them. And so they decide to be a part of us. We have even had several families register in this parish who are not Catholic, who are not even baptized, because they see something in this community and its people, and they desire that for themselves. They see Jesus in you. And they want that. You know, 
our future together here is exciting, very exciting. I'm holding in my hand something that is in the bulletin, and, and we want you to take it home this evening. I'm not going to read it all to you tonight. You can do that on your own. But it's our long-range plan. It's our strategic plan. We've been working on this for an awful long time, um, and we finally have it together. And it, it speaks to me and the staff of what you have said in the survey that we did, did some time ago. And the staff is speaking to you as well in, in, in their input. Let, let me just share with you a couple of key things here and uh, maybe expound upon them. There are four parts to this. It, it says, first, we want Smoy, and this is you telling us in that survey, we want Smoy to be a place where all feel welcome as a part of our family, the kind of family with whom you truly enjoy spending time. St. Margaret of York should be comfortable and in inviting not only to active parishioners, but also to non and current parishioners who are looking for a reason to be more engaged in our parish. So there are then a listing of some of the things that we're looking forward to doing here. And, and again, I, I ask you to take a look at this, and I hope that you will be as excited about it as I am. The second point. We want everything that we do here to be a part of helping people experience Jesus Christ, to grow in their knowledge of him and his church, and thus foster a personal love for him. Since our most intimate relationship with Jesus comes through the celebration of the Eucharist, our primary goal is to, to enhance our worship environment, to further enrich our prayer through song and word. And, and it's even broken down into a second part. Our relationship with Jesus Christ, however, should go beyond our weekend celebration of the Eucharist. And therefore, we're committed to growing our parishioners' love for the Lord in everything we do as a parish community. So this speaks of, you know, for instance, um, you know, our sports program. Our kids love to play sports, right? You guys are very involved in things like that. But I think at times our coaches can be a little more loving, a little more, you know, sweet with the kids. And that's one of those little areas that... Uh, maybe we want to work on. Hopefully they'll still get the result that they want with uh, a win on the field or the court, but you know, these are some of the areas that the survey says we ought, to, we ought to work on. Thirdly, we grow in our knowledge of Jesus through our various educational and faith formation programs. And over the next couple of years, it is our intention to improve in particularly our PRP program immensely. Um, Perhaps by 2016, our hope is much of this will be online. And, and then there are some great things that we're, we're trying to do with adult faith formation, family, communal faith formation, and bringing our school families together with our PRP families and uh, building this community instead of what sometimes seems like the school community over here and, and the PRP community over there. Uh, it's what you are asking for. And finally, as we are inspired at the end of our Mass to go and announce the Gospel of the Lord, we want this personal relationship with Jesus, which has grown from our experience and knowledge of Him, to lead us to live a lifestyle like His, by keeping God's will foremost in our mind, serving our neighbors, and through the personal witness of our lives, drawing others to our community and our church. In essence, making disciples of all nations. So we've got to huge responsibility here and uh, this plan if we can fulfill it um, exciting to read exciting to think about but where are we going to be a few years down the road 
The crowd is pretty big here tonight. Um, folks have returned from vacation, school's back in, 4.30 uh, attendance is returning to what uh, we're kind of used to. But what if this church three or four years from now is full at the 4.30 mass, the 9 o'clock, the 11 o'clock? And that's what should happen. You know, only a small part of our community is here on any given Sunday. And uh, I believe that if, if we can live as Jesus calls us to live and learn like Jesus calls us to learn and love like Jesus calls us to love, that uh, this place will be full. And as our scriptures tell us, it is in the worshiping community that we come to know this Christ of ours, that we come to, to have exposed for us the fullness of who our God is. So let's do this work together. Let's, uh, again, I hope that you will be excited about this and uh, live in that way.